you're not going to be able to walk across this rope perfectly balanced the first time. Probably none of the times, actually. Um, but the idea that the instructor was going over is that grow when we fail. If you try something and you're perfect at it the first time, then you probably already know how to do it. But if you don't know how to do it, you're probably going to you know, have some challenges with it. And so the idea is to kind of lean into that failure. I'm Sharia Woods. I'm a dreamer, a mom, and a community builder. I've always loved learning people's stories and figuring out how to keep getting better. And I created the Rise Society podcast to give you the inspiration and step-by-step strategies you need to get clear on what you want so you can design a life you love. If you know there's something bigger in this world for you and you're ready to figure out what it is, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey again! Today I'm going to talk about one of the best birthday trips I've ever been on. My husband and I went to the Miraval Austin Resort and Spa, which is a wellness resort. I don't think it's an overstatement to say the trip was transformational for us. It was one of the first times in a very long time that I was completely relaxed. And my biggest fear when we were heading back home was not being able to maintain the level of calm and focus and intention that we experienced while we were at Miraval. My husband is joining me today. He experienced some different activities than I did, so I thought it'd be great for you all to hear his perspective as well. We're going to talk about our overall experience, including the vibe of the resort, the food and the facilities and what's included in the all-inclusive price. We're also going to tell you about our foodie adventures. Uh, We did a pasta making class and some other fun stuff and our review of the meditation, fitness and adventure classes. This is not a paid partnership, but we had an amazing time and I just wanted to share it with y'all. As you're working towards building a life of balance um, and a life that you love, I thought this would be a great resource for you to keep in mind. Whether you go to Miraval or you choose another wellness retreat, I think that this is a good practice to incorporate into your life. All right, here we go. Hey friends, welcome back. Today I'm going to be sharing a little bit about an amazing trip that just went on with my husband and I actually have him here with me today. Hey guys, how are you doing? (laughs) We're going to be sharing about a trip we went on to Miraval and that is a resort that's all about mindfulness and wellness. And so it's like a wellness retreat. And I'd heard about it years ago from Oprah. So, you know, if Oprah likes it, it's legit. (laughs) I think she actually goes to the location in Arizona. So I'd heard about it and really dreamed about being able to go one day. I was offered a grant to be able to do something around wellness. So I was able to decide what I wanted to do. And so I chose Miraval and they even allowed me to take my husband with me. And so we were able to experience it together. And it was an amazing trip. Miraval is not inexpensive. And so we were really grateful for the opportunity to have it funded. Um, but now that we've been, we're, we are committed to figuring out how to be able to pay to go back because it was such a great relaxing and enjoyable experience. And so today what I'm going to do is really just walk you guys through step by step, like what our trip was like. Um, I know when I was planning my trip, it was really confusing trying to figure out like what exactly, how everything worked and all the different moving parts and how to plan what I wanted to do. And so I thought it would be helpful to any of you who are thinking about going to have that behind the scenes information. Um, And if you hadn't thought about it yet, I think it's just a great thing to put on your radar. If you are on this journey to create a life you love and um, to just reground and recenter in your why and your purpose, this place is just amazing for that. All right, so we will kind of start at the beginning of our trip. 
We will talk a little bit about the planning process as we weave in and out. But our trip was a New Year's trip. I'm a New Year's baby. And so it was for my birthday. And so we drove down from Dallas to Austin. It was about a three hour trip. Um, And so we stayed a night in Round Rock so that we could get to the resort quickly that morning and be able to fully enjoy the whole day and make the most use of the day. Because even though you may not be able to check into your room, you're able to start your activities during the day. Actually, let me back up a little bit and kind of explain how this all works. So Mirabal is not just like a hotel and a resort where you sleep there. It's more of a kind of like an adult summer camp. <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. Adult yeah. Summer camp. Yep. It's kind of an adult summer camp. So you pick all the activities that you want to do in advance. So yeah, so we picked our activities for the day and all the activities um, have different prices. So some of them are free. Some of them have fees. And so you have to just read through this booklet and pick out the things that you want to do. They do give you a room credit. And so you have um, a certain amount that you can put towards those classes. Mm-hmm. It was 175 a night per person. Yeah. And then you also, um, but there was plenty of free stuff too, if that's what you wanted to focus on. Okay. So they have a ton of different activities that you can do. Uh, we focused on about five of the different, I call them tracks, because they kind of have themes of the different activities you could do. So we did a lot of the foodie track activities, some of the meditation. That was mostly me, but some Aaron too. Um, we did some adventure stuff. Well, Aaron did adventure Aaron stuff. Aaron did the adventure stuff, yes. <laughs> I didn't do any adventure <laughs> stuff. Um, we also went to the spa, and then we did a couple of exercise classes, but they were more so like stretching classes. So they might fold into like the meditation and just general wellness bucket. But they have other stuff that we didn't even have time to do. They have a farm. They had a farm. They had a, like a bee, a bee farm. Yeah. yeah. You could go like learn how bees make honey. Yeah, and like see how that. bees make honey. They had horseback riding, um, cocktail classes, how to cook a, the perfect steak. Just, just all kinds of crazy stuff that you can get into. Anything yeah. that you really wanted to do, they had to do. Yeah, Aaron was hurt because we couldn't go to the steak class. It was the day after we left. I love steak. (laughs) So to learn how to cook a great steak would be be amazing. But next time. Next next time. Next time. We'll try to go back. The first thing that we did when we got there was a pasta making class. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. I was surprised Aaron was so excited about it. That was was actually my one of my, no, my favorite experience, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool because it was so simple. Yeah. Three, yeah, there's like literally like two, three ingredients, um, and then you can make your own pasta as long as you just have the patience and the and the uh, the will to do it. I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so we were in the the way they had the space set up. There was a professional kitchen, and then there were a few tables, and so we were in there with so about eight people total. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were two people that were in the class as individuals, and then I think the other three, two other couples, two other couples. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the cool thing about Miraval too. There are a lot of solo travelers mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel weird at all. Nope. And so they were in there as well. And the instructor was a chef and she, you know, made most of the dough, but like had us incorporate like. Yeah. Every part of the, of the process, we, we all got to, to try the process. Yeah. And we all had our own, each couple, or if you were a solo traveler, you were matched with someone. Um, and everybody had their own pasta tool. Pasta cutter. <laughs> pasta cutter. What's the name of the tool? I yeah, don't I don't know. Tool. I've already ordered one though, because we're going to, this is one of the things we want to take home with us, um, is being able to make pasta and learn how to do it even better. Mm-hmm. But we were able to roll and cut our own pasta. And then the chef cooked the pasta and put some sauce on it. And we were able to eat our own pasta. Yeah, it was very, uh, it was 
It's pretty cool. Pretty cool experience. Yeah, she told us about this good book. I think it's like Grannies. Pasta Grannies. Pasta Grannies. So you have they, a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, yeah, and you watch like I think all the grandmas have to be over ninety, and they tell you their recipes about how they make pasta. Yeah, and they're all Italian, so yep. it's like authentic recipes. Right. Um. So I ordered that book already. Oh, ordered wow. the pasta machine. Yeah, he doesn't know this. So we're on the we're on the way. <laughs> we're on we're the way. Pasta experts here in about uh, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was great, but we were not full. There was no meat in this pasta. And so, <laughs> yeah, we got to add a meat sauce. Yeah. So we went right over to the dining room, which was like connected. And I guess I should start when we came in, we were a little bit early. And so we stopped at the coffee bar, which was really cool. They had like a green juice bar, coffee, tea, little snacks, vegan cookies that were actually really tasty um, because all of it is healthy. And that was one of the things that kind of scared me mm-hmm. about going to Miraval. I was like, I don't want to you know, spend all this money and then the food's not good. But the food was the healthy food was really good. Yeah, it was really, really good. So we started in the coffee area. We had our green juice. We went to the pasta um, making class. And then when we ate our pasta, we actually grabbed a couple of glasses of wine from the smoothie bar that Mm -hmm. also had alcohol, (laughs) whatever you needed had. Um, And then we had that. And then we went over to lunch in the main dining room. So the main dining room was very nice. Um, It's buffet style for breakfast and lunch. Really like the facilities on the inside. They also had an outdoor patio with beautiful, breathtaking views of hill country. Mm-hmm. I think it was cold when we got there. That first day it was cold, so we didn't really get a chance to go outside. But yeah, the views were, you could see they have uh, floor to ceiling windows um, from the dining room. So you could you could see everything. In before. From there, I think we went and got our room, right? Yeah. And checked into our room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the pasta. Yeah, so we should tell y'all a little bit about like big picture what the estate or the I guess the, the grounds look like. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like adult summer camp. Like it was really spread out. Um, there were thirteen buildings. They each have like six rooms to a building. Six, maybe maybe eight. I think there was some yeah. lower. Yeah, there were some that had more. Yeah, yeah, but they're pretty small, and so you kind of walk to your building and then there's like the central locations for the different activities and the right. mills and things like that. So they had what, like the arrival center, they had like the ropes course was off in front of the arrival center. What was it? There's a body, body mindfulness center, mm-hmm. right? Um, they had a yoga barn, um, the restaurant we talked about. Um, oh, the spa. That's what it was. Oh yeah, the spa. Yeah. The spa with yeah. The- but yeah. So they had like a few buildings and then a lot of outdoor space and walking trails, even within the estate that you could check out. So really cool. And I was so pleasantly surprised with the room. I don't know why I was like worried. We were kind of like hotel snobs. Like we like nice hotels. Yes, we do. And so I was like, well, this place is kind of earthy and understated. Like, I don't know. The, room, gonna be... the room was not earthy and understated at all. <laughs> That's, no. Maybe a little earthy. Uh, there was a lot of brown. Yeah, but it wasn't understated. Yeah, it was really nice. nice. Yeah, it had like the stand-up tub, the rain shower, and then the they had actually an outdoor shower as well. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, people couldn't see you or anything, but it was like if you wanted an open air shower experience. Yeah. That was cool. Um, The bed was amazing. It was like a pillow cloud situation. Yeah, I think I took a nap the first Right, the first day? Yeah. yeah. I took like an hour and a half nap, just kind of sunk into the bed. It was it was pretty cool. As soon as we got there, he was like, sleep. Yeah, it was pretty cool. She has a picture of it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, um, and then there was also a patio with really gorgeous views of hill country as well. And so you looked out and you didn't see anything but trees and grass and 
All right, so after we checked into our room, then we went to Bubbles and Bites. And so this was another one of our foodie adventures. Yep. It was really cool. So the idea was like you usually go to a wine pairing and they decided to do instead a champagne pairing or a bubbles pairing because we... We learned that there are different types of sparkling wine. Mm -hmm. right? right. Yeah. So there's Cava. We That was the one from Spain. Right. And then we did Champagne from Champagne. From France. <laughs> and then uh, we did sparkling wine. Prosecco. Like, Prosecco from Italy. Oh, was Italy. it Prosecco? Yeah, it was Prosecco okay. from Italy. Yeah, so we had three different champagnes, three different sparkling wines. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard. hard. Yeah. We had three different ones, and then it was paired with a hors d'oeuvre, and I think the last one was a dessert, and the chef prepared them right in front of us. Mm -hmm. Really cool. I think we were with 10 other people for that one. Yes. And it was pretty similar, like mostly groups of two, either couples or friends. And then there were a couple solo travelers in that one as well. I think that one was actually in the same room where we made the pasta, right? Yeah. yeah. All the culinary things were in the same room. Yeah. So we did that and then we went straight to dinner from there. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I should know, alcohol is not included in the price. So it's all inclusive for food. I don't know if I even mentioned that. It's all inclusive for food, um, but not for alcohol. But yeah. I had a great dinner that night mm -hmm. and that was the end of day one. So day two was a day that we split up and did some different things. In the morning, I was doing some more meditation and like learning about myself type classes. Um, and I knew that Aaron, there were other things that he might be more interested in. And so I encouraged him to do some different things that morning. So I'll talk about my morning and then you can share about your morning. Sounds good. The first thing I did was the manifestation meditation. That was another facility that we didn't talk about. And we looked up because we were like right next to it. Um, but it was just one room where they did a lot of like meditation type classes and it was gorgeous it was right in the midst of like all of these trees large open windows light shining through um and then they had like meditation chairs where you kind of sit on the floor you were able to just get quiet and as she was taking you into the meditation she would have you just look out the window at the trees and like see what you saw and just let your mind relax and so it was kind of one of those things when you think about like an ideal meditation situation, <laughs> like I couldn't have imagined anything more beautiful. Um, and it was just a really good experience. And it was a manifestation theme. And so she talked a lot about like having clarity around what you want so that when you are meditating on it and trying to bring those things into the world, you're bringing in like the fullest, truest version of that. Kind of like when you're placing an order for something, if you just ask for a sandwich, you don't know what kind of sandwich you're going to get, right? But if you say, I want a turkey sandwich on rye uh, with pickles and mustard, Dijon mustard, you know, you're going to get a specific sandwich. And so yeah. she talked a lot about being really clear on what you wanted. It's a really good sandwich. <laughs> yeah. And so it was good. I actually did that meditation twice because I was going for my birthday and for New Year's. And that's really part of my intention for going was to get clear on like what I want the next chapter of my life to look like. And when we ended the meditation, she, she gave the speech about it being specific. And I realized that I was really not specific yet. And so I spent the rest of that day kind of meditating, just thinking about it as I went and taking some notes and then did the meditation again. So that was a really rewarding experience for me. And then after that, I took a class called Living in Balance. 
And that was taught by a psychologist. It actually had a lot of meditation and breathing techniques and things like that incorporated. But one of the main takeaways I had from that class was the importance of having tools to come back to center. And she talked about your breath being one of those ways to just like pause to take deep breaths maybe three times a day. She emphasized the importance of self-compassion and the idea that we're not always going to get it right. So it's important for us to have tools and techniques to come back to center when things get off course. And so I thought that was really powerful. And and it was the class I took immediately after that manifestation meditation. And so it was, it felt very connected. Um, And she actually talked about that too, how they try to have this through line through their courses and activities, like everything is centered in mindfulness and um, just connecting with yourself and, and your vision for yourself. So how was your morning? So my morning started off with um, the first thing that I did was it's called um, Leap of Faith, which it's it's exactly like uh, what it sounds. It's a, it's a leap off of a very high point on the, uh, I think it was on the ropes course. So when we got over there, they uh, gave us our gear, taught us how to put, put our harness on, make sure we had helmets, make sure we were safe and secure. Um, and then we climbed up 45 feet up this... Uh, the only way I can describe it is like an adult obstacle course, right? Um, but we climbed up to the top of it, um, and it's just like what it sounds. It's a, it's a leap of faith. You leap off. Um, there's a tether that catches you, but you the first step that you take off, you're, you're just kind of like stepping into the to the unknown. The, there's a mindfulness theme throughout the entire um, throughout the entire experience. So the mindfulness that they were talking about for this, um, and one of one of the actual one of the uh, the other. Participants actually mentioned this is that um, we were leaping off into the new year, right? We did this on uh, December thirty first, so um, that was that was her intention was to to do something adventurous, do something that she'd never done before, and leap off into twenty twenty three doing something uh, that she had never done before. But what the instructor was telling us about when you get to the top, uh, right before you step off, take in the view, the highest point of the park. And you could see all of the the hill country. You could see, I think you could see uh, Lake Travis from where we were. You take in the the beauty of everything um, and then state your intention. Or you could also, um, if you had something that you wanted to leave at the top, uh, some some weight that you're carrying, that you've been carrying through the year, um, you can leave it at the top. When you step off, it's still at the top and you you don't have to carry it anymore. And so... It wasn't really a like a free fall situation. Like when you step off, that's the that's like I said before, that's kind of the the scariest um, point. Which, I mean, but that's kind of kind of like a metaphor for life, right? When you take the first step, that's probably like the, the scariest um, piece. Whenever you're doing something new, um, so you step off. For me, it was a little it was a little nerve wracking. I, I don't usually get I, I don't I don't have a, a fear of heights, and I don't usually get scared of doing like adventurous things like that. But for me, it did it did kind of stating the intention did kind of make me pause for a second and I guess have the the mindfulness around uh, what I was about to do. Um, and then I stepped off and uh, it was, I think it was a, a pretty cool experience. Yeah, I am afraid of heights. So that's one of the reasons why I did not do that. But it was also because we had a very limited time. Right. I wanted us to both be able to do what we really wanted to do. Right. And so that made sense. And when I was going to my next session, I didn't hear any ambulance or anything like that. So no, I was like, oh, it must have gone well. We all made it to the ground <laughs> safely. Some some of us landed not on our feet um, when we came down, but it was Oh, fine. really? Some of us? Is that you? No, no. I landed on my I was like one of the only ones that landed on my feet because oh. I cat-like reflexes. 
<laughs> I'm an athlete. Not really. But <laughs> so after the leap of faith, the next class that I uh, took was called slacklining. So I don't know if you know what slacklining is. I did not know what slacklining was. When I when I read the description, I thought it was like, like ziplining. That's right? what I thought too. Yeah. And so I love to zipline, but it was not ziplining. <laughs> slacklining is more like uh, like tightrope walking. Right. So they fasten um, like it looks kind of like a uh, like a cargo strap, like what you would like, what you would secure, like a, a big piece of cargo. Um, and they, they stretch that until it um, is very tight. And then you have to step up on it, balance and walk across. The, the lesson for this is that you are going to fail at this. You're not going to be good at this. You're not going to have perfect balance to be able to walk across this this rope. I think the. The beginner course of the rope was probably about 15 feet long. And then when we, you know, kind of had that down, 30 foot rope. So the idea, like I said, you're not going to be able to walk across this rope perfectly balanced the first time, probably none of the times actually. Um, but the idea that the instructor was going over is that grow when we fail. If you try something and you're perfect at it the first time, then you probably already know how to do it. But if you don't know how to do it, you're probably going to, you know, have some challenges with it. And so the idea is to kind of lean into that failure, especially on like a slack line, because the rope is shaking while you're standing on top of it, right? And you're using your balance, kind of countering the the, the shaking, trying to, you know, stay balanced. Um, but you're going to fall off. The The key is to get back on and focus on a point ahead of you and not look at the rope shaking, right? And so all of us in the class, there were probably about nine or 10 of us in the class. Um, all of us, you know, got better on the line as we as we went along, right? Are you like in the air? No. So, well, I guess um, the one that we did, the, the 15 foot one was really just like, it was probably about maybe a foot off the ground, foot, two feet off the ground. Um, the one that was 30 feet long was probably about five or six feet off the ground. Um, but the instructor was was bolstering us on the on the big one. Um, so it wasn't there wasn't any danger of like falling and breaking or like I guess if you fell awkwardly you might, but no, it wasn't it wasn't like super high. But the whole idea was just that the rope is going to shake. You're not gonna be good at this, but do it anyway. Right. And just like focus on something, focus on your step, focus on taking the next step. You know, you're standing on the rope and it's shaking. You know, everybody is 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 doing that when you when you kind of piece that out to to your life. Like everybody is like shaking, trying to trying to take the next step. Right. It may look easy. Some of some there was a guy um, in the class that actually was was really good at the slack line. Like he like worked on his balance. So he was able to get across easily. But even he, like, still there were some some moments where he was shaking and his balance wasn't wasn't steady. So, uh, what the instructor was talking about is it may look easy from a distance, but um, everybody is struggling and shaking. So he he used the the metaphor of like a like a hawk flying in the air from from a distance. When you're looking at a hawk way up in the air, it looks like it's just so graceful and and it's just kind of gliding on the wind and it's it's effortless. Um, but when you get close up to it, you can see the eagle like shaking, right? Because the wind is blowing and they're fighting against maybe the wind current, right? Trying to get to where they're going. They're they're using like every muscle um, in their body to like stay afloat and to to go where they're trying to go, which is the same thing that you're you're, you're experiencing when you're on the um, when you're on the rope, right? The rope is shaking, um, and so he just talked about you know being kind to people, 
because um, we don't know what people are going through. We don't know what what shaking is happening in their life. It, it may look easy, right, on Instagram or, or social media, but you know they're they're probably going through some some shaking that we that we just can't see. Yeah, that's so good when you're looking at people from a distance and not knowing their whole story and everything that's going on. Right, exactly. So yeah, so that was our morning. Then we got together and had lunch. And then we had a, a break. And so I would really encourage anybody that's planning their trip to build in breaks. That's probably one of the best things that we did yep. because then we had some flexibility. And so we actually went to the pool, um, got in the hot tub. The pools are heated. So that's awesome. It was unseasonably warm. And so we wanted to capitalize on that. Yep. And so we used the infinity pools. It's gorgeous looking out at hill country. Enjoyed that. Did not realize they had snacks and things. I was just going to say, we, we found out later that they had a, a bar that had, apparently it has amazing chips and guac that we, we did not get a chance to partake. And we love chips and guac. We so do. next yeah. time. Next time. Yeah. Um, they said that's where you go to get the unhealthy food. Ah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> So yeah, so we did that, went back to our room. I took another nap. He took another nap. He did some reading before. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. We sat on the patio. Oh, yeah, yeah, reading. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, took a nap. Or he took a nap and I just kind of did some more reading. Then we went to another class. And so I forgot to mention this, but the day before we'd done a class called Shoulder Release, which is like an upper body rolling and stretching class. And then day two, we went to what they call Happy Hips which is also a rolling class. Yep. And so again, did not know what this was, um, just knew it was something about stretching. <laughs> and then we found out it was about rolling, which I had never actually heard of. No, I've never done rolling before. There's this huge styrofoam roller and you use it to like, I don't even know how it's like massaging. It's like massaging your own body. Right. With, with the roller, you like roll over like the, the parts that are like the problem areas, right? And just like rolls out and like releases the circulation. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, it's kind of like you put it under your leg and then you roll your leg back and forth. Yeah. I'll try to put in the show notes if I can find a good YouTube video to explain what this is because it is really hard to describe. But she said it was really good for like your circulation, mm-hmm. uh, for relaxing your muscles. She even said it helps with cellulite. So I don't have any any evidence of that yet i'll keep y'all updated no comment because we liked it and so we were like we're gonna get rollers that was another thing we're yeah we did we, got, we went and looked in the gift shop for the for the rollers but yeah. yeah for sure yeah so we did that and then we went to floating meditation and so this was another thing we'd never done before but again the room was so beautiful it's very similar to the room that did the meditation where you walk in it's windows all around yeah, sunlight was streaming in at that point yeah, yeah, so pretty. And then they had these like purple, like fuchsia um, silk fabric hanging where you were going to do your your floating meditation. So it was just so pretty. I did not have my cell phone out because this is another thing to know about Miraball. They encourage you not to use your cell phones or your devices um, because they want you to be fully present. So a lot of time I did not have my cell phone with me. I'm sure you can see it on the website. But yeah, so it was gorgeous. We were a little bit intimidated by the opportunity. Oh no, I was totally intimidated. <laughs> I was totally intimidated. I've, I've never done anything like this before in my life. And seeing it, I, I've seen like the, the aerial yoga. I was like, are we going to be like climbing up these? It was, it was very intimidating to me. Yeah. We didn't have to do any of the actual like movements. So that was a win. Yes. Yeah. So we just had to climb into the thing. So the instructor explained to us how to do it. Um, we climbed in and it was a sensation I don't think I've ever felt before. Mm-hmm. 
it was like you were hanging, but you were also fully supported. And so you didn't really feel, feel weightless. You felt like surrounded. I like was like, I was wondering, was this what it was like to be like in your mom's womb? I was just going to say that was the, that was how I described it when we, we came out. Sharia asked me, you know, what, what, were you, what were you thinking? I was like, I could only think about my mom. Like, I, mm. I was like, I, I wonder if like, is this what I felt like? Obviously, you don't remember it, but I was like, I wonder if this is what I felt like when my mother was carrying me in her womb, right? It was, it was very like a, like a, an emotional moment, right? Yeah. yeah. And that meditation was not guided. And so she really just let us be in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then she offered to push us if we wanted to kind of swing and sway. What did she say? Light touch and a light swing? And yeah. A gentle swing? Yeah. yeah. And then the light touch was just her to come and kind of touch. If you've ever taken um, yoga at studios where they offer assistance, it was kind of similar to that. I was nervous I was going to get nauseous. The motion sickness. They have that in the disclaimer that you you may get motion sickness. And I get motion sickness really easily. So yeah, I was nervous about that too. But surprisingly, I, I didn't. Did you did you get? My stomach didn't feel like completely normal. Right. But it wasn't like I was sick. It was just like a weird feeling. But we said too that it kind of felt like you were swinging. But then like if you kind of closed your eyes, did you have that? Where if you closed your eyes, you felt like Maybe you weren't swinging. Maybe yeah. you were like just kind of still. Even sometimes though you might I could have been tell. Swinging. Yeah, sometimes like when she pushed me, I could definitely tell I have been pushed and I was swinging. Mm-hmm. But then I would feel like I'd slow it down and stop. But then when I opened my eyes, I realized I was still swinging. You're still moving. Yeah. Yeah, I had that sensation too. It was very, it was very, very surreal. Very weird. Yeah. It was a good experience though. No, I was, would. Yeah. Highly recommend. Great experience. Very, very. For us, it was, it was very emotional. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that and then straight to dinner from there? Straight to, no, no. So that was the night that we did the uh, the Just Cook for Me. So yeah. we, had another, we had another break. Yeah. So we had another break. So we were able to go and get dressed. Um, it was New Year's Eve actually that night. So mm-hmm. we decided to put on actual clothes. <laughs> so that's another thing to know about yeah. Miraval. <laughs> yes. We should mention the, the attire. Yeah. Nobody has on anything but like yoga pants and like sweats and we actually saw quite a few people who were coming from their spa appointments just walking around in their robes in the we're restaurant assuming they were coming from their spa appointments that's true they could have just <laughs> put their robes on there was a lot of people just walking around to, you know there were people in the dining room that had on robes and so it was it's very relaxed very chill yeah yes. that was one of the things we were worried about because it's quite expensive so we were like right. do we need to have nice clothes for dinner but right dinner was just as casual yeah people were just very very uh come as you are yeah yeah i will say there was kind of a look right it's like the lululemon yeah, it's and definitely the, the the yoga pants like yeah. you said the athletic guys had on like the athletic i was wearing you know athletic tights under some uh, under some shorts so it was definitely a there's definitely a vibe going on for sure yeah we should pause and talk about the vibe for a minute so i didn't know what to expect there either it was like is it going to be mostly older people one of the resorts we go to has a an older crowd mm-hmm. uh, but this was pretty much people around our age it felt like i think it was a good mix there were some yeah. there were some older uh, couples but then there were also a lot of uh, solo like you mentioned before some some younger solo travelers mm-hmm. right um, and younger couples younger couples yeah couples our age yeah it was i thought it was a really good mix and very diverse yeah for sure yeah people of all different colors and walks of life everybody was really friendly mm-hmm. It was a little awkward to figure out like who wanted to engage and how much they wanted to engage because it's a retreat place, right? Right. 
So you didn't want to make it weird I think if you, they didn't want. I think you met someone who was like solo and you were like, ah, they were in a few of your classes, right? So yeah. Like, should we, should we talk? Do they want us to talk to them? We're in the spa together. Did they book this spa appointment because they want to get away from people? Right. Right. Yeah. And then here I am being chatty Kathy. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. So navigating that was, I just tried to look at the social cues though. If they seem like they wanted space, yeah. just give them space. Most then, everybody seemed like friendly and willing to, you know, at least have a conversation. Right? Yeah. So. But I didn't want to be projecting because I've never done solo traveling. And so it, I would want to talk to people, but I didn't <laughs> know if they necessarily wanted to talk to people. For sure. Okay. Okay. So then we went to Just Cook For Me, where the chef actually cooks a six-course dinner in front of you and serves it to you with wine pairings, which was... It was amazing. Amazing. Yes. So we were back in the same room. We kind of met the chef the night before, so it was kind of nice. Um, trying to think what to say about that. We were with about six other people, a friend group, two couples, two couples one solo traveler. Right. One solo. Yeah. Yeah. We had great conversation. It was a two-hour dinner, and if I saw those people again, I think I would. Yeah, one of the couple or one of the the friend group was from uh, actually from our city, from Dallas. But then, yeah, there was another couple from San Antonio. Um, a couple they weren't were they really they like weren't really a they couple? just met. They said yeah, so, so they were they were acting like a couple. So we'll yeah, maybe that, they met online or something. We didn't right. cry. We'll say that they were a couple. Yeah. Um, and then there was a, a lady who was a solo traveler. Yeah, he said he wanted to be a couple, I think. Uh, he did say that. He was like, right. should we be a couple? Yeah. It was awkward. It was, it's fine. There's, there's <laughs> wine. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we did that. It was New Year's Eve. And so, the chef was like, hey, guys, it's New Year's Eve. So, there's a special menu in the dining room. So, you could just do part two of dinner. Second Have dinner. no shame. Second dinner. Second dinner. Yeah. And it's all inclusive, right? So, right. we went and did second dinner. We did. It was great. It was so good. What do we have for second dinner that night? It's like prime roast, which I didn't even know was a thing. Prime roast. Yeah. yeah. So not prime rib. It's prime like roast. prime roast and they look like prime roast steaks. So good. Yeah. It was, it was delicious. Every The food. Did we say that? That the food was delicious? The food was delicious. Yeah. And that was our New Year's Eve. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, another thing to note, when we had dinner, there wasn't enough space at the table. So we sat at what they call the chef's table, which is like a bar. And you can see the chefs cooking because they're cooking in an open air space. Mm -hmm. And then it included a free six ounce pour of wine. We had the wine and then we also had the, the champagne toast. Yeah. Right afterwards. We got to see the chef doing doing his thing. He came over and uh, said hello to us and uh, happy New Year's. Like It was really cool. Really cool experience. Yeah. So that was that night. Ate way too much. <laughs> Drank more than normal because we had that wine pairing and then champagne at dinner. Yep. And then I had an eight o'clock meditation book the next day. That she did go to. That I did go to. Yeah. I was so proud of myself. Yeah. It was literally next door. But it was eight in the morning. It was eight in the morning. I, did not, I did not wake up at eight. Yeah. Um, but it was the same meditation I told you guys about the last time. And then she was doing like a fire circle after that I couldn't go to because we were going out of town. She called it the ring of fire. Tell right? them, yeah. Tell them what that is. Tell them yeah. what the ring of fire is. So you were going to, everybody had to write down what they wanted to leave behind and then they were going to burn it together. So it was like a ceremony. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Next time. Next time. So then I came back to the room, picked up Aaron. We went to breakfast. His first breakfast, my second. Pretty mm -hmm. tasty. You had two breakfasts that day? No, I had breakfast the day before. And you oh, didn't. yeah. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then we went to the spa. The spa was great. Spa is, I mean, you can't go wrong with um, massages and, and 
what did you do? Reflex, reflexology? I did reflexology, which I never tried, but somebody I knew said it was great. And so since I had this grant where I kind of could try things and yeah. <laughs> risk-free, I did the reflexology. I don't know that I would do reflexology again. Really? It wasn't bad, but mm-hmm. I was just like, I could have got, we were talking to some other people that got like these scrub things that sounded really good. Oh, yeah. There was so much to try. I don't know. And we'll tell them about what the, the reflexology is. So yeah. That- so if you've never done it, which I had never done it, didn't really know what it was. The way that they do it at Miraval anyway, is he kind of pressed these different pressure points all over my feet. And then as I felt like tenderness or different things, I could ask him like, hey, what's that? Or what's that? And he could tell me what part of my body that part of my foot was connected to. So the idea is that there are all these pressure points in your foot and those connect to other parts of your body. And he said that he was like sending energy to different parts of my body. I don't know what that means. Wow. It sounds sounds intense. Yeah. Eastern medicine. Yeah. I think he said China is where it comes from. That's pretty far east. Yeah. So... I'll leave that right there. You know, you guys can try it if you feel inclined. The massage was good. I don't know. It was hard because we did the spa stuff at the end of our stay. And it's like after all these other amazing experiences mm-hmm. we've had, I wouldn't say the spa was at the top of the experiences for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I would I would agree with that. I like maybe start that. with the spa. Yeah, like maybe or like a spa day. Right. Like oh, maybe, just go down for a spa day. Yeah. Maybe have like a day because they did have that option. Right. Where you could just pay to go and use the, the spa. Right. Like a mm-hmm. day pass. Right. Mm-hmm. So that may be that may be an option. But I mean, you know, you do what do it works for you. That yeah. Was, that was just our experience. It wasn't bad at all, no. but it was just so much other good stuff. Like right. we could have went to the farm and seen what that was about right. or like did other things. Horseback riding. They also had they had an experience where you could rent a Lexus mm-hmm. and it was like a six to eight hour ex- excursion where you can rent a Lexus and they take you and like you're driving around hill country and then you go for a picnic and you get to see like the farm and the horses and the, the bees and yeah it was there were other a lot of other cool things that you could do just, yeah. a, just a great experience all around I thought yeah it was awesome um, and so that was pretty much the end of our trip after that we had lunch again and then we headed out but I will say that it, it exceeded expectations for me. 100%. All right. So we wanted to also give just like some highlights of things that we enjoyed about the trip. For me, it was like how they had moments everywhere. There's a new book that I'm reading that I don't have in front of me right now. I apologize. <laughs> but it's talking about how you can create environments and like use things to bring happiness to yourself. You know, like the, the common... Words you hear like things don't bring you happiness, like focus on experiences. But her argument is like sometimes, you know, something can bring you happiness if it's something that when you look at it, you smile or a color that makes you feel lifted. And so I was reading that book and I'll put it in the show notes so you know what the book is called if you're interested. Uh, But I was reading that book while we were on this trip and then also kind of noticing the way that they were creating moments with the different spaces at Miraval. And I could tell that it was very thoughtful and mindful. And one of their taglines is like Miraval moments. And so I, I pretty much know it's on purpose. But even like when we walked into our room at the hotel, you know, there's like a little side arm chair right nested by the window and the light was streaming into the chair. Like there was just so many little things like that. They had walking trails and as you walked along, they had hammocks hanging. We also had those uh, those stacking stones, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like the balancing stones where it's like you you uh, you have to balance like four stones on top of each other. 
Um, and then you say that somebody, they said that somebody had stacked the stones and then came back months later and the stones were still stacked yeah. in the same spot. Yeah. So in the balance class, um, the instructor talked a lot about those stones and the idea is that they're uneven like river stones and you stack them on top of each other and you see how it's not like a straight line. You have to figure out how to balance each one, mm -hmm. which is kind of an analogy for life and figuring out balance. Like it's not the way that you might write it down in a grid, right? The way right. that your balance looks like is going to be different. And every stack of stones is going to be stacked differently to yeah. balance. Um, and so they encourage everybody to create these little stacks of stones. Yeah, they have them all over. The, they're like on every like walking trail. Yeah. Every, everywhere you can stack some stones, they have them everywhere. Yeah. The instructor said there was one couple that had stacked stones before they left and then, you know, went away through COVID and, I don't know how long they were gone, but she said storms had come through. And when they came back, their stack of stones was still there. So imagine that. Yeah. Like, through tornadoes and thunderstorms and all kinds. Of, and the stones are still that's that's yeah. that's amazing. Super powerful. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if ours will be there when we get back, but we took a picture of it. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, just little things like that. They're just so memorable. Um, also the people just being with these people that were kind of on the same journey, having the same experience you were having. When we asked the the chef what how many people were at the resort, she said she thought maybe 120 that weekend. But every place you went, it didn't feel like that because people had things they were doing different mm -hmm. places. Mm -hmm. So every place you went, there would be like 10 people maybe. Like it was a gorgeous day at the pool and there were maybe six people at the pool. Right. So you like had the pool to yourself. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so it was really nice. Everything was so quiet. Um, but then when you did see people again, you would have that recognition like, oh, hey, you know, you say hi, you greet right. each other because you've been on this journey together. Like right. you did some new activity together. So right. it felt like you were making friends. Yep, absolutely. That summer camp vibe. Yep. And just being able to try new things. Like we talked about the rollers, the floating meditation, making pasta. Yeah, all things that we've really never done before. But yeah, just get a chance to experience them and, and try new things, like she said, together and uh, some separate. But that's really kind of what it was. I mean, summer camp is kind of like that, right? Just, you know, meeting new people, trying new things, um, you know, just pushing yourself to, to different limits. So, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And we are not being paid by Miraval. I would love a Miraval partnership. So if y'all are listening, I would love it. But I just had to share this because it was so special to us. And I think that so many people would have value, would get value from it. I would love to host something at Miraval one day that's like on my vision board of, you know, some bringing you guys together and having this experience together as a community. Um, but I really just wanted to let y'all know that this is something that exists so that you can explore it and see if it's something that you might benefit from. So before I let you go, we each wanted to share like three takeaways from our trip. The three that I had were number one, if you're going to manifest something, you need to be really specific about what you manifest. We have to move beyond these broad categories and themes and start to get really clear about what we want. And I feel like I kind of knew that because I've done visualization before. Mm -hmm. But as I was trying to do the manifestation meditations, it was very clear that I was not clear. Like I had names of like themes, but I didn't really know what I wanted it to look like in the short term. Um, and I think maybe I was a little afraid to be specific about what I was asking for. <laughs> and so that was a big takeaway for me. 
The second takeaway I had was about self-compassion and that it really has to be at the center of every shift that we decide to make. It's all about recentering and refocusing, which is something I'd actually been thinking about a lot lately, but this really brought it into focus. It's not about getting it right the first time or even the second, third, fourth, fifth time. It's about having a practice or a process to refocus and recenter when you get off course. And so that was really profound for me and and helpful as I think about some of the things that I want to do in my own life. The third takeaway for me was that my family is the most important thing to me. I already kind of knew that, but in all of my meditations and quiet times, it just kept coming back up, like my husband, my kids, and just wanting them to be happy, wanting to be happy with them, wanting to celebrate things and share things with them. That really helped me to, to get clear and focused on that. So those are my my big three. Yeah, those are so good. My big three. Um, so the first one is be flexible. Um, I learned this in the slack lining class. Um, the instructor was talking about how it doesn't matter how strong you are, how how big you are, how much you can lift, how much you can push. If you don't have any flexibility, you're eventually going to tear a muscle. And I th- thought that was very applicable to to our lives, right? We can be very strong. We can be um, to try to push through things. But if we don't have flexibility, especially when things change, that's something that I struggle with. Um, if we don't have flexibility when things change, um, you know, things are things are going to fall apart. So that was that was uh, number one for me. Number two was to be present or be in the moment. Um, Mirval makes makes it a point to emphasize unplugging your device, disconnecting from social media, disconnecting from your phone, disconnecting from you know the internet and being present in the moments that are that are happening. And I thought that was very profound and something that we could apply to our lives um, because a lot of times we are you know connected to the connected to our phones and our phones are, are good, you know, for, for work and, you know, staying connected to a uh, family that we don't see very often. But, uh, you know, sometimes we can, you know, miss the moments that are happening, right? Our lives are just made up of um, all of these little moments, right? And being at Miraval helped me to see that, you know, unplugging and, and just being present um, when things are happening um, is, is important as well. And the last one is to be kind to one another kind of playing off of the eagle metaphor, right? We, you never know what people are are struggling with, right? It may look graceful from a distance. It may look easy from a distance, right? But every one of us, everybody is struggling, working through something, right? It could be big, small, you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody is working through something. So just a little bit of kindness, right? A little bit of empathy um, towards everyone can can go a long way. Yeah, those are so good. I hope that you took something from this, even if you never go to Miraval. <laughs> I hope there's something that you took away from learning about like what we took away from our time there. And I hope you look for ways to incorporate new, fun, different things that are connected to mindfulness into your own life. Absolutely. I know there's a million ways to do that. There's probably a million resorts and retreat type places you could go to. Sure. This is just the one that we happen to know about. The one we happen to uh, be able to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today and for staying until the very end of the show. It would mean the world to me if you would follow the Rise Society podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep shining.